0: From the top rope, here comes Brad and Robbie. We are back, episode number 17. I don't know why I just, like, suddenly, like, I felt like grabbing the mic this time and, like, doing the, we're here in the Thunderdome.
1: (laughs) It's one of those weeks, though, I think, so it it does feel like the Thunderdome over here this week. It's been crazy, but... All, all good things but i'm happy to get back to a normal episode of in the bag i got to go out and throw some discs this week so I'm gonna have some recommendations gonna have some giveaways thanks to everybody for being patient over the last couple of weeks and you know today we're gonna talk about the most painful part in my bag which is the fairway driver slot and i'm so happy that we talked about these because i'm looking for this exact disc so this helped me just as much as our guest kim today awesome awesome
0: yeah fairways are like Fairways hold a special place in my heart because for some reason when I get to the big distance drivers with where my form's at right now, even for me personally, I prefer if I can make a fairway driver work as like my farthest flying disc. So I love talking fairways. If you're a fairway lover as well, let us know in the comments below. Would love to hear uh, what your go-to fairway is right now. But, you know, we have an amazing guest lined up. Our first female guest and very excited for Kim to come on. She is a great human being. And, uh, yeah, why don't we just jump right in and chat?
1: Sounds good. Let's bring her in.
0: Welcome to In The Bag. Kim, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
0: Hey, living the dream. We were just talking. It's a little bit of a crazy week uh, on our end, but we're happy to be here. We're talking disc golf, talking discs. It really can't be a terrible week when that's happening, right? Exactly. Awesome. Well, Kim, we want to make sure uh, you are our first female guest. So thank you so much. Uh, History being made. (laughs) right here so just a deep apology to honestly our entire viewing audience that it's taken us 17 episodes uh to get a female on here uh but let this be not an oddity but a future trend Uh, i
2: appreciate you having me on
0: absolutely and we want our guests or our listeners to get to know you a little bit so we've got a couple questions that we ask uh, for them to get to know your game and we'll start with how long have you been blank?
2: So, um, end of August, September will be my, uh, t- about two year mark of playing disc golf. So awesome. co- around COVID time, I was one okay. of the kind of the COVID pickups.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And you're a, a school teacher.
2: I am a school teacher. I'm actually in my classroom right now. Okay.
0: Come on, come <laughs> yeah. on. So it was like picked it up around when the school year was starting in COVID.
2: Yes. Um, you know, things were shutting down and, um, I loved hiking and being outdoors and it just kind of, it just fit. And then I met, um, the gals community here in Atlanta and, um, then it just, this golf just became a thing. I think like everybody else that, you know, and it catches fire. It's, it's an awesome sport. So yeah.
0: come on, come off. So, uh, about two years, let's mm-hmm. talk distance and some throwing numbers when you're looking okay. at your backhand distance form, what's your like controlled golf shot distance?
2: Um, control, I'd say about 280 to 300. Um, and then, you know, in the open fairway, you can get about max, about 360. Um, if I hit it right. So, but control, I'd say about 280 to 300.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And then if we go forehand on the darker (laughs) side of the equation for some, what are we talking forehand distance?
2: Uh that's just dependent on the day. So I could throw sometimes about 150 and into the ground, you know, and then I I have that turnover problem. And then other times I if I can hit it right, I can get it to about 280 300 as well. Um okay. but that's you know maybe once or twice in a blue moon, you know, when I actually attempt it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like doubles partners. All right, cool. You give yeah, me the okay, green yeah, there light. Green we green go, light. Yeah, There we yeah. go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Brad, you, your forehand has come a long way, even in just this podcast alone. Are you remembering the days of like the, that, that range?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, we went out and played our weekly on, uh, last, it was last Thursday because of rain. And I actually found myself several times picking up a disc. I'm going to forehand without thinking of it and having some confidence. Actually, there you go. Which is it's wild. Hey, that that flip up thrasher is a beautiful thing. That's all that, I gotta say. That's awesome. Come on, yeah,
2: that's something I'm trying to work on too. Kind of the flip up. Yeah.
1: Hey, you got that turn. Take the turn out a couple turn times to try to okay. f- forehand it. It's right. I, I like the turn as well. So.
2: Yeah, I'll that's- try that
0: brad i i think one of the the low key parts of this is that brad in just a couple months has become very fluent in disc talk that's just true. because of like that's awesome i'm making him try all sorts of stuff
2: all sorts of discs, yeah, yeah. i would love to do that <laughs> <laughs> my bank account's not too happy though <laughs>
0: that's now that's fair that's fair i do he have an advantage comes. there if yeah I'm being
1: fair.
2: you do
0: so um okay awesome well Love that for the, for the distance part of the game. Mm-hmm. Let's talk putting. Okay. We're on the putting green. We give you a stack of 10 of your putters, and we have you lined up at 15 feet, another stack of 10 at 25, and mm-hmm. another stack at 40. How, are we making, how many are we making from each?
2: So that's dependent on if it's tournament time or if it's just casual play. But um, I'd okay. say, and that's something that I've really worked on, um, I'd say, within the last three to six months is really focusing on my putting because it was losing me a lot of strokes. Um, so I'd say about 15 feet, I mean, it could be about eight to 10, nine to 10, you know, a hundred percent, depending on if I have the, you know, the, the flow state, the, the easy motion, um, 25 feet, I'd say about seven out of 10. Um, okay. and then you said 40 feet. Um, that's one thing I've been working on also is the, uh, straddle step putt. Okay. And I could, I'd say maybe two, three out of 10, Maybe four out of ten if I'm really hitting if I'm really hitting the release point properly. So
0: yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you feel like with that straddle stepper, even if you're not making it, like it's you're drawing metal. A oh lot I'm of drawing the time? yeah, I'm
2: drawing metal. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And it's it's usually it's sometimes it's usually just short. Um, okay. Either just short or hitting metal. Yeah, the basket.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh yeah. okay. Well, last question then. What mm-hmm. would you say is the strongest part of your game?
2: Um, I think the strongest part of my game probably is probably ironically also the weakest point of my game, which is my mental game. Um, well, and it's not, I guess not mental game, more of mental fortitude. Mm. Um, I, when I'm not good at something, I like to really work at it and give a hundred percent. So my work ethic, um, I think is up there, but also it's also my weakest when it comes to applying pressure on myself. I mean, mm. even in a casual round, I'll, you know, apply some pressure. And it's like, wh- why, why am I yeah. doing that to myself? I don't need to, but it's, I think it's kind of always been a thing when it comes to school and other sports and just my personality, I guess.
0: Okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. What yeah. other sports did you like? What other sports background do you have?
2: Um, so I played basketball, um, pretty much all my life. um, and then I ended up picking up soccer, um, and sophomore year to just train to extra train for basketball. And then I ended up going to play uh, soccer in college. And then I played softball, um, junior and senior year as well. So, wow. but that was just kind of a extra, you know, just get in there, work out, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So competition, not, yeah. not unfamiliar for sure. No, that's well, awesome.
2: but the diff- biggest difference thing, or the biggest difference I think is the, the whole team versus individual aspect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, playing like golf or tennis or swimming, or, I mean, even those in high school, you have kind of a sport or a team atmosphere, but it's still very much individual based. Whereas, you know, soccer and basketball, it's it's very team oriented. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's fascinating. I mean, and yeah. totally makes sense. They yeah. like bad day. At least a teammate can mm-hmm. pick you up right. bad day on the putting green. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> the people yeah.
0: you're playing with are probably right. excited that you had a bad day on the putting <laughs> <Exactly>. green. <laughs> That's yeah. totally fair. Well, speaking of putting green, let's dive into the bag. Uh, okay. We will throw that up there and I want to start with putters. So mm-hmm. you putt with peers. Yes. And then you have a, you have four throwing putters in your bag.
2: Yes. Okay. And I'm you trying, go. I'm trying to consolidate, but. It's, it's trying to find the right one.
0: Um, okay. So what, what putter would you say is most likely like, which one's on the cut line right now?
2: I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know. Um, Cause I use them for all different scenarios. Um, possibly the Berg. Mm. If I could find the Dillo. Cause I know the Berg and wind is it's great. I know what it's going to do. It's kind of like my rhino that I used to have minus the distance. Um, yeah. but I like that. Um, so honestly, I really couldn't tell you until I, I cause I just put the Dillo on my bag. Um, one of my friends, Tanya just, just gave it to me, um, about a few days ago. So, but I've used it before. And so we'll see.
0: We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a very astute observation. I did a video. um, Unfortunately, it won't be airing on his channel because some of the footage got lost. But we did a comparison between the Berg, the Armadillo, and the Mm -hmm. Polecat. Okay. Uh, And I found that the Dillo was like a perfect hybrid Mm -hmm. between the two. Because the Berg to me, and you can tell me if this is how it Mm -hmm. flies for you. I think a lot of people try to describe the Berg as this like super straight point and click putter. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Berg has some sneaky stability to it. Oh,
2: yes, it does. Yeah, definitely. Um, which I appreciate in, when it comes to uh, certain winds. Um, but that is exactly, yeah. Most people think it's, it's just a very straight, but that's the Dillo for me. Um, yeah. But the Berg has a kind of like a slight, a slight hyzer when thrown flat, even hard. Um, when I throw it hard, it, it, I mean, it goes straight, but it has, you know, a bit of a um, kind of a hyzer fade. Um, now it will go on any line that you put it on. If I put it on Annie, it does hold that Annie line really nice, uh, nicely. But yeah,
0: yeah, I'd be, I would be curious in terms of, like you said, either finding a Dillo in the more premium plastic. I'm mm-hmm. not as familiar with Lone Star's name, so haters come at me in the comments. Yeah, it's yeah, fine, not, but it like I think it's Bravo might be the name of it, or maybe yeah. that's the baseline. I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I've mm-hmm. I I know the one that I have is their uh, Glow, I I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. There's Alpha, Bravo, Glow, and then there are two other um, plastics that are escaping me. I okay. just know because we just got a, a wholesale account with Lone Star this week, so oh, we're gonna cool. have a lot more in um, in, in the warehouse underside. here. So, and I'm really excited to throw the armadillo out of any disc that we're getting in. Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited. I there's something I love about just a flat disc, a, a straight disc that's just not gonna go anywhere. Right. And you know, I'm just thinking of the shot now, right? You're, you have a a, a basket, and then there's a sloping green on the backside, and you just want something mm-hmm. to hit and dig in the dirt and, and not dirt. go anywhere. Yeah. And again, it's like a utility disc. The same reason I have like a Raptorius or a Captain's Raptor in my bag. It's just straight utility for like a thumber or get out of jail. That's mm-hmm. like I think the putter version of that in my yeah. mind, without the stability, obviously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the Dillo, and so that's I having thrown, I threw. I think three different plastics, two different plastics of the Dillo. And there was definitely a stability difference in that premium plastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that to me, another thing you could replace the Berg with is if you really, you're throwing that pig, the pig, if you get a really beat in one, Mm -hmm. flies very similar in terms of like, I have a super beat in pig. And to me, it does exactly what a Berg does. You can jam on it. And it's not like it's going to just glide Forever past the basket. So if the ber- the berg makes sense to me to mm-hmm. be that one on the cut. So I would definitely yeah. investigate.
2: Look in that. Okay. I yeah. actually bought a um bought another not the Waisaki pig, I bought a regular R pro pig trying to do exactly what you just said. So Amen. We'll see how that goes. Yeah.
0: I the best advice I you know, slightly uh this is not I literally forgot that you had yeah. a pig in your bag uh <laughs> when i wore this shirt today but yeah. i uh like an r pro play i would say go three rounds mm-hmm. and just play with that r pro pig and you will notice the stability difference, difference. by the end of that on okay. that just that base r pro instantly so okay. i think it 100 percent they beat in super fast it's why i love r pro plastic right because eventually it's going to be so beat in that it's not going to get any flippier, right. but it'll still have that little tick of stability that you're looking for in the bird. Okay. Um, so that would be my suggestion there. Let's All move right. on to mids. Uh, we got five mids in the bag, mm-hmm. five molds. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Croc totally makes mm-hmm. sense. Can imagine that's just like utility, it's more super of utility.
2: Yes, more of utility. Yeah.
0: Okay. Walk me through the difference between the Rock Three and the mm-hmm. Reactor.
2: Okay, so my Rock 3 especially right now, is a lot more stable than the reactor. Um, yeah. The reactor, I plan, what I had planned on was the reactor replacing my Rock 3 um, by getting a more stable uh, reactor. Yeah. Right now what I'm trying to do is beat in this reactor that I have now, which is the cosmic, uh, the cosmic neutron, yeah. and um, beat that in, Um, and then replace with a more overstable, um, reactor plastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would, I would, I'm 100% uh, as someone who had an all in of a bag and was replacing rocks. Uh, so I had a rock three had a champ rock three, and then Mm -hmm. I had a metal flake champ rock three. Um, and those were my like stable, straight, reliable finish. And then definitely going to finish wind fighter a little bit. That's what that right. like super overstable. And I'm guessing that sounds like what your rock three currently does. Is yes. Like...
2: It's my, it's, it's for the, the wind the more open fairways. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would suggest the reactor, check out okay. an eclipse reactor
2: eclipse. Okay. That's the, uh, the lane King, King one, correct?
0: Yes, ma'am. It's yeah. the, yeah. That glow plastic. Glow plastic. Yeah. There, when you throw gyro glow plastic, first mm-hmm. off, if you're a glow fan at all, yeah, it is unreal. Uh, okay. like I'm sure brad it's, it's you can no see joke. it at the warehouse like when you shut the lights off in the warehouse like that MVP section is just yep <laughs> that's awesome
1: yep and uh, I throw a glow m too. and it yeah it's a little bit of sun and that thing glows like no other
2: okay
0: yeah so I would definitely check out a glow and or glow reactor uh, okay. it is it is it's honestly it's the perfect compliment um when I found the reactor and then honestly when I went to Innova, Mm -hmm. I'd already like tasted the joy of those two reactors (laughs) and I was just heartbroken the whole time I was with Innova because I was like, there's just not another mold that does this where you have like the straight and then the straight with a way more overstability that the, that reactor does. The reactor
2: does. Okay. Awesome.
0: The Elaine. So right there, boom, we can get one of those molds out of the bag
1: instantaneously. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw a wrench in there completely. Have you thrown the Bob, the Bobcat?
2: I have not. Okay. Bobcat. Yep. Okay. From
1: yep. From uh, mint. Mint. So. From mint.
2: Okay. Yeah, I actually haven't tried any of mints this um, out. So.
1: So I think that might take care of that rock three crock range for you. It's okay. a little bit more overstable. And you know me, Robbie. I've been struggling finding a stable, overstable mid range. Yeah. And. I think that might fit a, maybe take the rock and three and the crock out the for croc you. Out? Yeah. Okay. I think it would be, fit right in that pocket for you. Um, I threw it today during field testing, Robbie. That's why it's on the top of my mind. So okay. a the a, taco
0: ca- did you throw the taco cat or a bobcat?
1: Just a bobcat. Okay. Yeah. okay. Just a bobcat. So, uh, yeah, give that, it's in the Sublime plastic. That's the one I threw. Sublime? Pretty, okay. Pretty overstable. We'll hold like a flex line. Okay. But not so overstable you can't throw it.
2: Throw it. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So. That's kind of what my, I feel like my crop, yeah, does right now. But okay. I'll definitely yeah. take a look at so, that.
0: Bobcat, super good. I definitely okay. agree. Uh, and the plastic feels unreal. If you're I mean, a gyro fan, it's the same uh-huh. plastic. Right,
1: exactly. So, okay. That's why oh, I wow. don't bring it up.
2: Okay. Awesome. Uh,
0: so then on the other side, you've got an uplink and an origin. Yes. What plastic is your origin in?
2: so the origin i have two um but the one that i bag currently is the their neo the neo plastic okay yeah awesome so.
0: uh so brad big uplink fan uh, mm-hmm. probably big i uplink think guy. that's the first disc that we got you to fall in love with
1: on the podcast it's it's the the disc that changed my bag from a one manufacturer bag to Your, an open bag. the
2: podcast is actually why i bought uplink it replaced my soul um
1: so you hear that MVP? Yeah. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. We're doing yeah. it. We're, where's the sponsorship MVP? Come on
0: with it. Uh, yeah. We're gyro guys. So yeah. uh, no, that's fantastic. The only yeah. thing that I was going to recommend as an mm-hmm. alternative to that would be the Origin. If you ever try it in the Exo Soft, uh, okay, a lot of people, that's like their, their preferred. We, I'll say this, Kim. We are it... oddities in that we throw Neo Origins because I bag okay. one as well. Okay. Lots of people love the ExoSoft. Is Origin. that
2: their, um, is it more like their base? Pla- Cause I, I have a red one that might be an Exo soft, but I haven't thrown it very much because the Neo works for me. So yeah. it does what I need it to do. Um, it, it
0: is, it is their base plastic. Yeah. Um, it's like they have, so they've got two base plastics. They've got the Exo, which is base. Uh-huh. And then they have Geo, okay. which is also base. Literally okay. can't tell you the difference. I just know that Geo comes in starter packs. Okay and exo comes in a variety of it's very similar to like um your latitude 264 how they have like um the oh, what is it it's not retro um like bt medium bt hard no that's okay. west side but and like
1: retro is that what you're thinking of
0: yeah i can i'm i'm so blanking on what latitude's version of that plastic is mm-hmm. i know that there's like classic classic blend if you're dynamic bt
1: origio or origio they might Am I be. saying that right? It might be,
0: but anyways, so it's like it is their base plastic. It comes okay. in a variety, which makes sense because it's also made in Dynamics Factory. In Dynamics. So okay, I think it's the it, same plastic.
2: It might be the Exo, the Exo Soft. I think my other the other one that I don't yeah. bag, but I have it. Yeah. And
0: you probably have noticed this. The Origin says that it's like a minus one one, right? But I don't feel like that's true at all.
2: No, it's it's a little bit more flippier.
0: Yeah, the ExoSoft well, takes yes. it to a whole takes Another it to other, a whole level. other level. Yes,
2: I think that's why I took it out of my bag.
0: So um. I would just, if you love your Origin, mm-hmm. I would test your uplink alongside, now that you got familiar with the uplink, I would test it alongside that ExoSoft. Okay. Because for me, it sounds like we could end up with a very similar mid-range setup mm-hmm. because I have a Neo Origin and I mm-hmm. have the Exo, I have Exo. a Geo Origin in my bag. Okay. Because they are like the Geo, Uh For me with my speed, I'm throwing it on pretty extreme hyzer and it's getting all the way up to flat and then turning a little bit. Okay. But I love that for like a tunnel shot. Um, Right. You're playing it. OP little mulberry, anything like that where you've got to hit the tight, tight lines, tight
2: lines. Right.
0: That is money. It's same, same vibe as an uplink just as Mm -hmm. an alternative. If we're trying to go for like, I know you said you wanted to try to minimize molds. Yeah. If you're loving an origin, The base plastic origins. Okay. Work wonders.
1: All right, let's talk about today's sponsor. Our hey, Robbie, did you know that identity theft is the fastest growing crime in America right now? I did not. So apparently, a new victim is victimized every fourteen seconds. If that's a word. Um, Wow. I I personally haven't been affected. Have you, Robbie? I have not okay well we're the lucky few i think over half the guys here at foundation shared a story on their podcast about you know i know uh trevor had his ebay account uh password and everything stolen and someone bought a bunch of shoes i know silas had an issue um wow. it happens it happens a lot i know it's happened to people in my family so you know we could be next but thankfully not because i've signed up with ara robbie's signing up with ara and that's why we're excited to partner with them today
0: Aura is an identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software, all combined into one easy-to-use app. You might have one of those services already, but if you don't have all of the tools, it's like locking the front door but leaving the back door wide open. Those who have already had their identity stolen are often shocked when it happens again. Imagine trying to log into your email account one day, only to see the password had changed hours ago. And then you start getting notifications of activity from your bank, your credit cards, your crypto accounts, and all the other fancy things you got going on the internet. That's a scary and unfortunately real reality for too many people. Thankfully, yes. Aura monitors the dark web for your emails, passwords, and social security numbers, and sends alerts fast right to your phone and email.
1: Yeah, I was. It was like really scary, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But I signed it up. Uh, you know, we're all using this now to monitor our. You know passwords, social security numbers, things like that. And I logged in, it's like, Hey, three alerts. And I found two of mine and one of my wife's, uh, passwords on the dark web. Uh, also, I also found that all of our information was with all these different, uh, data selling uh firms which is kind of crazy so huh. uh, Ma- uh, ara monitors all of that for you which is great so thankfully i did that because i would just never know and then hey like you said one day my bank account password's changed and there's no money in there so thanks ara for the heads up there ara also gives you a near real-time alert on suspicious credit inquiries if someone was opening a loan or credit card in your name you're going to know because Ara is going to tell you RSVPN allows you to stay anonymous online and keep your browsing history and personal information safe and encrypted. Protect your family and yourself. Like I said, you can put all your family members' uh, information in there and protect your identity theft at aracom slash foundation disc golf, link below in the description. Also, if you sign up right now, Aura will give you a two-week free trial with a link in below and see how yourself and others can be saved um, and keep your personal information off the dark web. And if you sign up, let me know in the comments below. And if your personal information was compromised, don't worry. R is there to help, and you won't regret checking and finding out so you can do something with it in the future. Thanks, R, for the protection. Thanks for letting us know what's going on, and we appreciate it. So, again, rcom slash Foundation uh, Disc Golf in the link below gets you a few uh, a two-week trial. So check it out. Thanks, check it Ara. out. Okay. And from what I'm seeing, it looks like GEO is just a less – Premium version of Neo and it beats in faster. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah.
0: I love my Geos. They're just, like I said, they're hard to come by because they're only available in starter packs. So you either have to buy a whole starter pack and get rid of the other two discs or find scalpers who are like, here's $25 for a base plastic disc. I love Discraft. Or Mm. Uh, yeah So good. Uh, Sorry, Discraft. I didn't mean to burn you there. (laughs) So uh, that's mid-ranges. I think you're, like I said, moving in the right direction. I really okay. do think that Eclipse Reactor would be a game changer for game changer. you instantaneously. Okay. Um, I love mine. And then the other beautiful part about MVP is it takes a long time for it to beat in. Uh, mm-hmm. yes, so it does. Yeah. I had a car literally run over my Eclipse Reactor last week and it's still overstable. So yeah, it's fantastic.
2: It's, I, I think there's a pros and cons to that. Like, you know, it taking that's why I think I have so many molds in my bag right now is because mm. of, I'm, I started off with Innova cause that was, you know, who my friend got me introduced to it. Just here's a star destroyer. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, I just went with Innova and then now I'm trying to incorporate other, other disc manufacturers. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Innova, there's a pretty strong presence of Innova when we get to your distance drivers.
2: Yes. Yeah. So,
0: um, One thing that I, I love, if you look at your distance drivers, you, that's where I think you have like a lot of duplicates going, Mm -hmm. but the other struggle is I feel like you have a lot of speed, like a lot of speed options. Mm -hmm. So walk me through, there's a lot of weight difference, but do you often find it confusing to choose your shots once you start going to distance drivers? No, just because that's you have so many what's discs, most,
2: that's probably what's most comfortable in my game. Um, Interesting. I because I've the mid range and I'd say the mid range was the last part of my game, which is shouldn't probably have been that, but because um, you should be throwing putters and mid ranges, you know, as a beginner, I started off throwing a lot faster discs just not knowing better. And once I did start getting to know better, I just it was easier to know what those drivers did and Mm. I kind of stuck with it. And, you know, even though I have the turn in there, um, it, it, you know, I have two different weights and the reason for is once I've gotten to the point where I I can get it to flip, you know, very easily, um, with, you know, me putting some pop on it. Um, but it's a lighter weight disc. And I feel like with females, um, and even, even, um, others with just a slower arm speed, it, it, like the lighter weight disc really helps being able to throw those drivers, um, and yet still get it to do what it is supposed to do. Mm. Um, and I don't really have an issue finding the lines when it comes to those discs, um, uh, because I know them so well,
0: but okay. yeah. So... The reason, so would you say the reason you have, so like looking at from distance drivers up, because mm-hmm. I know even when you submitted your bag, yeah. you kind of had it broken down into fairways, control, and then distance drivers. Yes. Um, I kind of, uh, if you end up watching this back on YouTube, you'll see how I broke your chart down. When mm-hmm. it gets to an 11 speed for me, I yeah. call that distance driver. And okay. then 10 speed to 7 speed. Uh, mm-hmm. The Crave's like a weird one because it's 6 speed. Yeah. But like... Um, I call that fairways. Okay. So I've thrown and it is the, It is
2: kind of like a, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've thrown Sorry. the mystere, the mamba, the wave. I've thrown those into the distance driver category. Uh-huh. Um, so you would, would you say that like the reason there are eight, nine distance drivers in the bag, isn't because it clogs options for you. You like you're so familiar with them that yeah. losing one of those would almost make you feel like I'm gonna have a shot not covered.
2: Yeah, kind of. Yes, um, especially in Georgia because we have so many different type of courses. We have you know Sequoia and um, Little Mulberry and um, East Roswell, which are a little bit more woodsy and technical, but they're still long. Um, to like Chattahoochee Point or you know, some private ones like Flyboys or OP or that are more fairway, you know, you have more of an open fairway um, type of um, shot. And so I feel like that, yeah, like you just said, the drivers, if I pulled one of them or I took any of them out um, at this moment without having replacements, yeah, I, I would feel like I had a gap in my bag. Interesting. So, yeah. Okay. But like, the wraith, for instance, in my bag, um, I don't think is a typical wraith um, okay. because I've gotten it's it's such a lighter weight. It's only at one fifty nine, and or one fifty eight, one fifty nine, and it's a G Star plastic. So it's one of my more woodsy that I can get it to turn over, you know, um, and and get those. But it I it has that reliable back. So. That's more of my woodsy disc, whereas some use the Wraith more as, like, a distance driver, where I use it more as a control driver. Um, but okay. that's only because of how I've beaten it in.
0: So, okay. Yeah. So, that Wraith being the anomaly, do you yeah. have another Wraith to back it up? Like,
2: I do have another Wraith outside, like, you know, my secondary bag or, you know, yeah. in my tub of... Disc, I do have um, a wraith. I think it's at 173, and that thing is a beefcake.
0: Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So not a not a not a replacement to that wraith. Like if we lost yeah, that no, wraith, that yeah, shot I would lost be it. gone. Yes, uh, and
2: that's why I want to consolidate. It's just because if I yeah if I lost any of those discs in my bag, I'd be upset because they are, you know molded to perfection for me
0: (laughs) that's fair that's fair and that's i think that's what we one big thing that we try to do here on the show is kind of help approach just how you view your bag a little differently so that way you don't end up with this like i'm afraid to play a course that has water because water
2: exactly yeah
0: this would be terrible yeah yes um so okay so i want to transition kind of like bridge a gap um brad unless you have a question about distance drivers um but i I want to transition to so you mentioned the Wraith. We're talking like a woodsy control driver mm-hmm. shot, and we had talked before about you have this Air Saint Pro yes. in your bag mm-hmm. that sounds like it fills a similar role to the Wraith.
2: Yes. Yep. That's so exactly what it is.
0: What's the distance difference? Would you say between the Saint Pro and the Wraith?
2: I'd say, I'd say maybe about anywhere from, depending on the the throw and I'd say about anywhere from thirty to sixty feet maybe okay. yeah about thirty to sixty feet I'd say
0: okay yeah. that's yeah. that answers the question for me then because uh, okay. for me it was a a lot of people like fairways are going we'll say three hundred and mm-hmm. distance drivers are going three ten in mm-hmm. that case I'd always prefer people to have the fairway driver and just eliminate the wraith because the, wraith. the same pros doing it but thirty to sixty feet is the difference yeah, it's, between it's a, <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty massive. So yeah. uh, definitely don't want to move away from that. I would, yeah, I would just, I would, I would go through and here's how, here's how I would do it. If mm-hmm. I were you trying to mold minimalize, right. I wouldn't take out tons of options, mm-hmm. but see what happens if, so you have the wave and the mystere. So right. what happens if you play around and you like for two weeks, you were mm-hmm. just like, you know what? The wave's not in the bag right you just leave the wave out see how that goes and then switch them put the wave back in and put the mystere in and like slowly trickle it out
2: and that's actually what what i have been doing um the wave goes in and out of my bag um and i think it's because i'm trying to decide on the wave and the mystere and right now the mystere is where i'm i need it to be but Mystere sometimes can be hard to find and then sometimes not and Waves are a lot easier to find especially right now I feel like everybody owns a Wave um and they also MVP does run with usually lighter discs as well um which I appreciate so um so I have done exactly that kind of going back and forth between the Wave and the Mystere and I do I have found that I have taken the wave out currently more than the mystere.
0: Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally get that. I also know that having bought multiple mysteres in my life, that the mystere is a finicky disc to replace as well. Just because not only is it hard to find, but it's hard to find (laughs) hard to find two mystere. You can walk into the I'm sure you can walk into the foundation warehouse and grab two mysteres and throw them both, and it's like oh. yeah it's not the same disc
2: right and that's kind of why i've tried putting the wave in the back it's just not where i need it to be right now
0: totally so, yeah. totally and i think there's so I probably just, options
2: i was just yeah. saying i should just write on because that mystery is an ft i'll just put wave on it just. yeah
1: <laughs>
0: i love it paint the little yeah. paint a little yeah. black yeah. rim we're there good to go, go. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. easy peasy Awesome. Well, hey, let's take a moment. Let's talk about fairways a little bit because I know Brad got to go to the field, try some fairways, so I want to make sure we get to hear his uh, his thoughts. So, as we look on the left side of your fairway chart, it's it honestly, to me, looks extremely balanced. You've got that overstable utility in a Firebird. Um, you've got the Thunderbird as sort of like a, I'm guessing, a longer distance shot with some reliable fade
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then the Saint pro that you're working through the woods uh i love that i genuinely Saint pro is so underrated fantastic yeah. mold it is,
2: it is especially definitely. in the
0: air plastic that's so yeah cool. uh yeah. love that you're bagging that now <laughs> once we get to the tl3 and we move over that's where i started getting some question marks and i think to me that was like that's the big hole on the chart and mm-hmm. also where I think we have some overlap and inconsistent or not inconsistency, some, some overlap and big room for change. We'll okay. call it so TL three and the crave, uh, mm-hmm. differences between those.
2: Honestly, there, I don't really feel like there is a big difference other than I've just put the crave in the bag, maybe three months um, and the TL three I've had from the very get go. Mm. So it's just more of a, I've had it in my bag for a long time. I know what it does and I'm trying to implement the crave in. Um, and I do, I do like the crave. It's just more newish in the bag and that confidence that, you yeah. know, that you guys talk about on the podcast. Um, it's just not hundred percent there yet. Um, I think the more I bag it, the more I throw it, um, it can get to that point just right now. It's, it's just not there. So totally, totally.
0: Yeah. Um, the crave generally neutral numbers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if you look at like flight numbers compared to your pure, mm-hmm. let's say you would think it would be super like, cause the pure can be pretty understable. Right. Do you find that to be true with the crave or is it have more like sneaky stability?
2: It has some pretty sneaky stability. Um, especially, so I I'm throwing the Hokum um I'm not sure exactly what plastic that is but it's her the Hokum one the Sarah Hokum yeah. Crave Probably the um, Cosmic neutron or just yes. Neutron. Oh. Yeah. Um and I believe that is at the weight is at 173 and I picked up another Crave. It's an air or not an air. It's a fission. Mm-hmm. Um and that actually and that was I think at 163 and that's actually more stable than the hokum and it's a huge stability difference. Um, I do think I eventually will get that crave to be, I mean, I, if I throw it on Annie, it like it, it holds the Annie and then it fades out uh, reliably. Um, I do think eventually I could get it there, but like we said, MVP takes quite a while to beat in. So it's just not there yet. Whereas my TL3 is, I mean, if I really put like, put a lot of pop in it, I can get that TL three to kind of like turn over like slightly and hold, um, and then kind of have that fade out. So, okay, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm, that makes total sense to me. Like yeah. that, uh, the crave. I think the crave is an amazing disc. I want to mm-hmm. go ahead and say that. I I feel like we appear very MVP biased here on the show, <laughs> but. I, I like. I really think the crave is phenomenal. I think yeah. it's it's just another one of those discs, very similar to the Mako Three. Have you gotten to throw a crave yet, Brad?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. We're having a hard time keeping them in here, so I have not yeah. thrown one yet.
0: That well, makes that makes sense. So <laughs> I, similar to I have had you throw a Mako Three, right?
1: Yep. Don't like. It.
0: That's fair. So the yeah. Mako Three people sell as understable, and it's right. not. It's very no, neutral. it's not.
2: And yeah. I, I did used to have a Mako Three in my bag too, and I've I kind of took it out of my bag so
0: absolutely and the yeah. crave to me is just a longer Mako 3 mm-hmm. um yeah. so I just I want to make sure that we like sell discs properly as to how they're actually flying versus yeah. um what we think they should fly or looking at flight numbers because yeah I gotta you've all got
2: all those flight numbers
0: yeah you've got multiple <laughs> discs in your bag that if we looked at flight numbers like the origin is in the same line as the pure and the crave and we've already talked right. about it. it's not it's, uh, no, it's not yeah so where I think the big hole is, is we go from the Crave all the way over to the Roadrunner. So if the Crave was <laughs> understable, that yeah. would make sense. It would fill this gap. But that's right. a huge stability difference between, okay, I can throw something flat or even a little hyzer and watch mm-hmm. it flip up and do something do some work versus the Roadrunner that you probably have to put on some pretty steep hyzer in order to get it not to go all the way over.
2: Yeah. And it depends on the, so I do have two, even though I didn't put it in the, in the bag. Um, I have a road runner at pretty much max weight that I can do it, do that with, um, where it, uh, where I throw it flat and it will turn over maybe like a, I don't know, more like a neg two rather than a neg four. Um, and then I have that really flippy, the one that I sent to you. Um, that's my kind of woodsies like the wraith um where if i certain on angles whether it's flat or hyzer it kind of gives me that late finish a uh, late turnover finish versus um versus the initial like the initial turn yeah.
0: okay okay yeah i mean that makes that that makes a lot of sense especially having the two road runners so that that right. could be an option to consider yeah. I had Brad go out and try a couple of discs that I think can help bridge this gap. That but gap. what I really like about these is that also, if we find these in a more stable plastic, mm-hmm. it might be able to fight against the Crave and the TL3 to push okay. those out as well. Okay. So we keep that mold mineralization down. So, Brad, All
1: right. what Let did we, we
0: try? It.
2: Let's
1: see. All right. So today we tried the Z Sting from Discraft. Okay. Um, that would be my
2: first disc disc.
1: <laughs> yeah. 175 to 176. That's the weight on this one. Okay. And then I have the Jackalope from Mint Disc in this very okay. cool stamp. Uh, okay. It's at 174. So I, I always talk about the feel first because, I mean, if it doesn't feel great, I'm not going to probably throw it or have the confidence, right? Right. Um one of the biggest reasons I struggle with the fairway slot in general, and if you've listened to the podcast, you know, is, like, my hands are kind of, like, thick and, like, arthrit- arthritic from drumming my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, like, this, these rims are just not that comfortable, especially okay. when you get to that 7-speed. Um, I will say both of them were fairly comfortable. My hands kind of, like, didn't know whether to fan grip or, like, power grip this, power but... Grip. It was still not uncomfortable to power up the Sting. The Jackalope, I believe it's an 8-speed, right, Robbie? It's just slightly a bit bigger on the rim, so it was very comfortable to throw. It's a little bit more gummy than the Z-Plastic, so for what it's worth, if I had to pick a winner in that category from just pick up the disc and feel it, Jackalope Jackalope. is going to win for sure. Um, So let's talk about backhand. So I threw the Sting about 250 on backhand. Again, I'm doing about 85% power. I'm trying to be more Mm -hmm. controlled with my power and let the disc do the work versus trying to force the disc to do what I want it to do. Um, Sting went about 250, Jackalope about 260, so very similar distance-wise. Really, the Jackalope was very sensitive. Like if I was trying to keep it flat, If I gave it a little too much anti, it took the anti-line. If I gave it a little too much hyzer, it it would do the flip up. And it was very sensitive to my nose angle. So, like, right away I could tell, like, hey, this disc for me and my arm speed is going to be like, a, hey, whatever I tell it to do, it's going to do it. But if I accidentally slip up, it's not going to be super forgiving, I suppose. Um, Whereas the Sting has a little bit more stability for me. And I could... If I messed up a little bit of the angle or nose angle, it was pretty consistent. It would go very straight. It had a nice glide. Uh and then a just a, a slight finish to the uh to the left. Slight fade. I mean it would really finish kind of on that straight line I gave it, maybe a t you know, ten feet to the left is like what kind of fade it was giving me. Um so even if I messed up on the jackalope, it didn't like turn and burn or anything, but it was definitely sensitive to what angle I gave angle it. And it if I, if yeah, if my intention was to throw a flat straight shot to finish pretty straight in front of me, I'm not gonna have the confidence with the jackalope, the sting, I'd have more confidence with that okay. bonus throw. I threw the river also for all <laughs> of those telling me to throw the river. Uh, that's the straightest, most glidey disc I've ever thrown, but that's for <laughs> another episode. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I could throw that thing like two ninety three hundred 300 on a dart straight in front of me, and it just did not want to come out of the air. So yeah. for any of you River fans, thanks for uh, suggesting that. Um, now let's talk about when we get to the Heiser and Annie, like, backhand throws, that's where these are really going to kind of, you know, it seems like Sting was the winner there for a second on flat backhand if I was having, having to pick one for me as far as what, what the disc does. Heiser and Annie really changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so Heiser backhand uh Sting was going about two eighty for me, which is pretty decent for me in a uh a, a fair way. Jack opposed about two ninety-five. Um that was my average. I got a couple over three hundred on that Heiser flip line. I mean nice. it, I didn't have to put a lot of power on either one of these discs. So but and what I liked about both of them is they were very slow flip up, so they okay. start off on the hyzer angle and just kinda of nice. about halfway through flip up flipped up to flat. Nice. Um, the jackalope just wanted to just keep in the air. Like it really loved that flip line. Whereas the sting would flip up and then it would start just very gently fade back to the left. The jackalope kind of just stayed straight for me, even a couple of times finished a little, right. So okay. it gave me a little bit of turn at the end. So, uh, that's what I really liked. And again, the jackalope just felt good in my hand and it just kind of, just a beautiful gentle flip up, and again, the sting was perfectly fine too. It just actually faded out a tiny bit for me at the end. Uh, and really it's a, a finger comfort thing. so I felt ha- I've had more comfort confidence on that Heiser angle release with just that better grip, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, Heiser backhand uh, sting only went about two fifty for me, and the uh, jacklip was still going about two eighty two ninety on an Anheuser line for me. Um, the sting was a little difficult as far as angle control on the Annie, because if I gave it, there's, there's a definite sweet spot. I, if I hit the sweet spot, it would do a, just a nice, you know, left to right finish and land on the ground, uh, eight out of 10 throws though. I had, if I didn't give it enough Annie, it was just kind of like that flat throw. Again, flat it has throw. enough stability to kind of go straight with a little bit of finish. If I gave it too much ante, it just there's like a tipping point where it just wanted to hit on its edge and cut roll for me. Okay. It didn't have like this control at the end that I really wanted. Again, could be just me, probably just me, but <laughs> I didn't really like, I didn't feel confident on the angle. Now with the jackalope, I will say on the Anheuser release, it just kind of, it was just the degree of, how far right do I want it to finish? Okay. Not one time did it hit on its edge for me. It like landed soft. it had like this like kind of j looking shape at the end, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice. cool. yeah maybe okay. that's how I would describe it j shapes J shapes yeah, right. J-shapes. we don't yeah. talk about s lines on a j, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it would start out left, just go uh, right, and then kind of like flip up a little bit and just land flat and again, it just if I gave it a lot of Anheuser then it's going to go really far right. If not, it's just going to go, you know, remotely, uh, remotely turn on me, but never once did it cut roll. Yeah. So it just kind of gave me some confidence on that. Um, overall, I think for me, I, and you know, I love my disc craft. I'd have to go with a jackalope for me and my bag. And I told Robbie this before we started when he showed me your, um, your uh, chart. And again, I don't see any of these charts until right before the episode. Right. So on purpose, but I was like, hey, this is the same gap that I have in my bag. So I cool. think, like, this recommendation, like, really applies uh, applies to you, which is really cool. So awesome. I think that Jackalope, and again, I feel like I have multiple shots out of the Jackalope, whereas, like, the Sting, I mm-hmm. maybe have, like, one shot. Like, I don't hate the Sting mm-hmm. by any means, but right. I really only have, like, I feel confident with a straight or hyzer flip-up shot just to go, like, relatively s- straight with a reliable reliable fade like not a super fade just a reliable fade whereas the jackalope I mean that hyzer flip line hyzer flip to turnover line I have you know if I wanted to give it some extreme hyzer I probably could get it to finish left if I really wanted it to and if I want that mid range and that's the one I that's the shot I really want is the Annie just like that nice sweeping left to right because I don't have a great forehand so I need this left to right motion that's not going to cut roll on me so For that reason, I think Jackalope's the winner for me, Robbie. Um, now, the interesting thing, even though the Jackalope's the winner for me, you t- talking about the Cray versus the TL3 mm-hmm. and then your Roadrunner, right. I, I don't know, Robbie. I'm going to leave that up to you being the expert here. Um, I don't know if the Sting might be better for you based on covering multiple shots and maybe replacing multiple molds. So oh, I'll hand great. that part back over to you, Robbie.
0: Yeah, I I think that the, like the beautiful part about the jackalope is the jackalope does come in two plastics as well. It That's comes with the apex okay. as well as the eternal. Uh, and I think the apex is a little flippier than the, um, than the eternal. So there's a world where we still replace two molds, but That's instead true. of replacing the, like going this direction towards stability, it's all of a sudden we don't need the roadrunner because you love the jackalope and you've got right. that. Um, okay. So the other side being, yeah, I do agree with Brad. I think that if you were looking to move more central, I think the Sting is definitely more widely available. I will say the Jackalope, like we at our local shop cannot mm-hmm. keep Jackalopes on the shelf because okay. they are wildly popular. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Um, so I think really, Kim, we'd leave it up to you. Uh, okay. Which one sounds more interesting and we'd be happy to send, uh, send it your way.
2: Okay. Um honestly I mean Brad just talked up the Jackalope but um but I mean um honestly I'd probably be more interested trying the Jackalope I think um yeah. just now, from now his that you description mentioned,
1: Yeah and now that Robbie mentioned the you know the this is the eternal plastic the mm-hmm. apex plastic being more understable, definitely right. going to the right of the graph there into the understability category. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to love how this feels. Hopefully okay. you will as yeah. much as I did. And it's all about feel for me. And yeah, like Robbie said, is. maybe you can go to the right of the graph there and replace multiple molds that way.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. and I, the Jackalope, Hey, I'm telling you, it's a, a really oh, cool the stamp. Stamp's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and like what Find sounds us. cooler? Oh yeah, would you just crush in the hole? Oh yeah, I threw a sting. Yeah. Sting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Like, cool. That's like elite and all that. Disc crap. Ooh. Or like, yeah, I just crushed that with a jackalope, a jackalope. bro. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: I like the sound of that better. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> that's more, that more fun.
0: I'll say the same thing, Kim. While he was talking about that jackalope, I was like, dang. Do I need to put a jackalope on my back? <laughs> like, that—that is—that is tasty. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely crushed it, Brad. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Uh and Kim, we will—we'll uh, get some details from you, and we'll make sure we get a jackalope heading your way. Would you be willing awesome. to come back and let us know oh, I how it flies?
2: To. Would love to. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, Kim, thank you for coming on today uh, and joining us after the school day for yeah. a little—a little podcast in action. Yeah.
2: Thank you for having me on. It was. And- an experience for sure.
1: Yeah. And love shout it. out to this, this Kim and all the Kimberly's out there, my favorite name for the female. <laughs> so
0: Awesome. Well, Kim, we hope you have a fantastic day and we look forward to having you on a future episode.
2: All right. Appreciate it.
0: Brad, I'm telling you, man, you, you just continue to amaze me with you going out, you trying the disc, you're crushing it. And honestly, your sales pitches are even better the whole yeah. time.
1: Yeah. Not intentional, but when you love something, you love it, right? Absolutely.
0: Speaking of things you love, anything you're loving in the warehouse that's new?
1: Yeah. So finally I've set this for like the last two weeks. The MVP restock is here. I touched the boxes with my own hands. You will see new MVP stuff coming up this week. We also have additional tour series, Lunas thrashers, nukes zones, uh, a lot of uh, disc craft tour series going up a huge disc craft restock. We're putting more and up, more up every day. Uh, we're going to have all your needs, wants and desires there, which is awesome. Um, I saw that Mint Discs shipped me a shipment today. That should be here by Friday when this comes out. I saw that Prodigy sent me a shipment of some new discs that are launching. It should be. I think they're releasing next week, but keeping an eye out for those. Uh, we got some new Finish Line Eras out uh, in the warehouse and up today, uh, which you know should be there still Friday. So a lot of stuff, Robbie. So go to FoundationDisc.com, check it all out there. And if you're in either our um, Forest location in the retail store or charleston south carolina if you're in the area uh stop by and see those and check them out
0: absolutely well brad thankful for you as always thankful for kim coming on and braving the waters of being our first female guest hopefully it wasn't it wasn't terrible i was super excited to have her on Mm -hmm. and if you're a female listening please please message us and let us know because we would love to have you on as well. Uh, We are always looking for new guests. And we do have that link in the description Mm -hmm. below for you guys to check out. And so we are perusing through trying to find some phenomenal guests to bring on. So looking forward to chatting with each and every one of you. And this sting, here's how we're going to give the sting away. I have an idea.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: I want to hear there has been a moment in your life like a a sting that, you know, it stays with Mm. you. What is the sickest burn that you've ever had someone throw your way? Like they hit you with a joke and it was like, mm. like it was. Oh man. Like the whole room's just like resonating about like,
2: Ooh, I can't believe it. it yeah. Stings. It stings.
0: We want to hear the sickest burn below. Obviously keep it family friendly here in the comments, but I want to hear the sickest burn that we're going to hear that and be like, yep, that's going locked in the memory. Next time someone wrongs me on the course, yeah, I'm hitting him with that. So okay. let us oh. know in the comments below.
1: Hey, one more thing. Public service announcement. I just I have to do this, okay? Please do it. I have to do this. Yes. I am aware that I'm saying Photon Zone. Photon Zone is a thing. It's a special <laughs> UV plastic that switches collars in the sun <laughs> that Foundation did a few years back. So to the one guy that left a bad comment on uh, Apple Podcasts, I appreciate you. But, thank you for thank you for reviewing. Okay. Yeah, thanks for reviewing. But definitely check up uh, plastic types from Discraft. It is a real disc. I'm not misspeaking. I'm not combining Discraft and MB, MVP. Yeah. So thank. There's you a for whole forever. video
0: on it yeah. on Foundation's channel. It's one where Trevor had just signed with Dynamic, and they literally write Harp on the front of it.
1: Yep, exactly. it's those discs, guys. Yeah, and it's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying I know a lot, but I do know that it's in my bag. I touch it when I play disc golf. So public service announcement, it is a real thing. So if we could please put that to bed, I would love that. And we love all of you. Thank you for checking out the podcast and rant over.
0: Brad, would you say that uh, your Photon Zone is good?
1: Uh, It's good, and it's uh, staying in the bag. We'll see you all next week.